Chapter 6 The Wukasis Raga, Muffin and Bonky stood looking at the dense green wall of thickets that was called the Wildwood. Are the Wukasis in there? Bonky looked doubtful. Can anyone be in there? If there are thorns, I don't want to go in. I hate thorns. One time when I was little, I got stuck in a root bush and it hurt so bad. Lions can't stand thorns. We get rashes and we get sick and can't move. I will absolutely not go in there if there are thorns. Nonsense. We just have to find an opening. Muffin began walking alongside the wall of thickets. We enter here, said Muffin, and disappeared into the wall. Where? Bonky didn't see an opening, and it was tricky to see exactly where Muffin had stood when he entered. Raga came running and jumped into the thicket and disappeared as well. <sighs> Bonky sighed. It was an angry sigh. She was so tired of not understanding. She was just about to sit down then and there and give up when a hole opened up right in front of her. It was a perfectly round entrance to a narrow tunnel. Bonky crawled forward carefully. The tunnel was just made out of roots. The roots wound up and down and around the small tunnel. The rough surface hurt her knees. Bonky tried to look below, but only saw more roots. Same thing when she looked up. Can you see me? Raga's voice came from right next to her. No, where are you? answered Bonky. I'm in the tunnel next to yours. I can see you, but that's probably because I have cat eyes that can see everything. Did you know that cats have the best sight out of anyone, anywhere? Shh, we have to be quiet. Otherwise the thicket will throw us out, hissed Muffin. Besides, cats do not have the best sight. If cats had the best sight, you would not be bumping into things, and you bump into things a lot. And if your sight was the best, you would see the things you don't see when you bump into them. Where are you, Muffin? Bonky heard Muffin underneath, but couldn't see him, no matter how hard she squinted between the roots. I'm in the tunnel under yours. Bonky crawled forward in her tunnel. Muffin could walk upright. Slowly but decisively, he placed his feet on roots that popped up the most, to avoid getting caught in the thicket. It was difficult to hop here, so Raga ran back and forth, back and forth, while she waited on the others. If you're a lion, walking on roots isn't difficult at all. How do we know when we're there? asked Bonky. We just know, said Muffin. But when... Raga tried to whisper, but it surely didn't sound like a whisper. Muffin didn't answer. He was too focused on choosing the biggest roots to place his tiny blue feet upon. Who are you? The voice boomed out. It came from nowhere and everywhere. The three friends froze. Even Raga stopped moving. I am Muffin, Bonky and Raga, explained Muffin. <laughs> you aren't Bonky and me. Raga laughed so hard she couldn't stand up. 
I am Raga. The one who is not Muffin is Bonky, and Muffin is Muffin. Raga couldn't stop laughing. The entire thicket was full of Raga's laughter. Bonky wanted her to stop. What if the voice got angry? Please, Raga, said Bonky, so quietly that no one heard. Then the tunnels filled with a slow, loud laugh. Ho, 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 ho. Bonky carefully leaned forward a bit and saw that the tunnel ended here. Now she saw a big oval room, like being inside a hollow egg, thought Bonky. Except instead of an eggshell, there were roots. The egg-shaped room's walls were made of winding roots, thousands of winding roots. In the middle of the oval room hovered a burning torch. Bonky had seen plenty of torches before. In her town, people would march in a torch parade for the new year. But Gus and Belle were never allowed to join in. Mama didn't like traditions. It's only for people who enjoy rules, she used to say. But sometimes Gusse and Belle snuck up to the window and watched. From a rope that hung from one side of the room to the other, directly above the torch, hung four strange figures. One looked like a sloth. Bonky had seen those on the Nature Channel. Another looked like a blob of slime that hung from the rope with two slimy thread-like arms. The one next to it was like a teeny tiny ragdoll that hung from a thin chain from the rope's middle. The last figure looked like the first one, but bigger with spiky hair. Like the punks from Mama's flea market records, thought Bonky. First Bonky thought that maybe they weren't alive as they were so still, totally and completely still. From where she laid in the end of her tunnel, looking out, she could see Muffin doing the same, underneath, and Raga right next to her. Raga stuck her tongue out when she looked over. Bonky had to bite her lip to keep from laughing. It was a long way down. The root egg was so big. The Wukasis didn't move. <coughs> Muffin cleared his throat. We are here to ask for your help. Bonky thought that for once Muffin sounded nervous. We have a friend who we must help, but we need your help to find our friend. Muffin waited. Mmm. It was the slime ball that answered. Bonky couldn't see its mouth, only vibrating slime. It was quiet again. Well, continued Muffin impatiently, trust in the inner strength that you should find the answer to what you seek. The way forward is love. It was the rag doll that spoke. Bonky looked at the little doll that hung from the chain and could not understand how such a loud sound could come from such a tiny body. Beyond the thickets, Near the treacherous green meadow, the gaze wanders towards the gloom that frightens. But do not despair. Choose courage, not fear. In freedom from fear, you will find the truth. 
Suddenly, a wind stronger than any Bonke had ever felt threw her out onto the grass in front of the thicket where they had first found the tunnel. No, I'm totally dirty again! Raga had also been thrown out and had unluckily landed in a mud pit. Bonky laughed. Where's Muffin? Didn't they throw him out too? They looked around. Muffin was already far out in the meadow behind them. Muffin, what are you doing? You're not supposed to go into the meadow, Raga shouted aloud. Useless! Absolutely, totally useless! Never has anything been so useless! I knew how dumb this would be, but I let you convince me. Utterly useless! What are you talking about? Now we know how to get there! Raga hopped as usual. What? Drivel, drivel, drivel! Have you ever heard such nonsense? Love will lead us. Muffin mimicked the Vukasis. He snorted. <laughs> Love. Okay, but this is a green meadow. It must be treacherous, Raga continued. The gloom. Hmm. Bonky, do you see any gloom? Bonky looked around, but only saw the large green meadow. Her eyes searched. Maybe there. Bonky pointed to a plateau in the distance where the sun did not shine. Yes! You're a genius at finding things! Raga started hopping along the thickets in the direction of the plateau, careful not to get too close to the green meadow. Bonky followed, muttering, What idiots! This is the dumbest thing I've been a part of in my whole life. In my whole life, I've never been part of anything as dumb as this! Muffin grunted angrily behind Bonky and Raga, but nevertheless still followed them. No, I don't want to go in there, Bonky trembled. The gloomy plateau wasn't a plateau. It was the beginning of a thick fog where the light couldn't shine through. Yes, but we have to. It's exactly like the Bukasi said, that we should be afraid, but that we have to trust in our strength. And I have like a thousand powers in me that we can trust. Look! Raga hopped even higher and faster than before. Muffin shook his head. He put down his little bag that could fit everything and began to pull out Grandma's blanket. If we have to go in there, we must tie ourselves together with the blanket. Everyone must be tied together so that we don't lose each other. The three friends tied themselves together with the blanket. For the first time, Raga led the way. Not so fast, Raga, whispered Bonky. The fog was so thick that they couldn't see where their feet landed or what awaited in front of them. Just trust my powers, Raga tried to whisper, but it was more of a shout. It was our powers, muttered Muffin. Slowly they continued forward. Soon their legs began to ache. It was difficult moving so cautiously. They had come quite far at this point. Raga had taken them past trees that they would have run into, and over logs they should have fallen over, like a real lion with a real mane. Suddenly their careful progress was abruptly interrupted as Raga bit down on the blanket, so hard the others were dragged to the ground. Ow! 
Bonke cried out. But Roger quickly nibbled her arm, and she understood she had to be quiet. She sensed something through the fog. A faint sound slipped through. Like a machine, thought Bonke. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Someone was counting. Roger crept close, very close to the ground, and motioned Bonky and Muffin to follow. Just ahead, Roger stopped behind a log that lied heavily across the ground. Carefully, they peeked up from behind the log to peer through the thinning fog. In front of them opened a sea of tree stumps. Upon each stump stood a long, thin one. Each long one moved in identical patterns to each other, and to the counting. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Above the long ones floated three enormous stratadunda. Every few minutes, a mile-long tentacled arm would shoot down, pick up a long one, and slam it viciously into the ground. They are not allowed to get it wrong whispered Muffin very, very quietly.